like making some serious money. So at the end of All right, guys, welcome back to another episode here with the Young Startup. Today we have Paul, is it Hilsey? Yeah, Paul Hilsey. 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 <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, we got Paul Hilsey. I uh, met Paul through a program that we're currently doing. Uh, super cool dude. He's young. You're 19 years old, correct? Yep, 19. Sweet, man. I love it. Uh, Paul, pleasure to have you. Uh, just so I can give you a little bit of an intro. Uh, Paul, again, an absolute hustler. He's in the coaching space. He actually is in the space of YouTube automation. Uh, so he finds ways to monetize channels on YouTube uh, and now teaches other people to do exactly the same. Uh, absolutely crushing the game right now and um, had to have him on because again, being 19 years old and making the money that he's making, but also um, he's got big visions and big plans for his business, his network, so on and so forth. So uh, an inspiration to all and a lot of people that are going to be listening to this. Uh, so without further ado, Paul, if you want to give yourself a little bit of an intro, uh, who you are, what you do, um, and any anything else that's worth knowing just to get started. <clears throat> Yeah, well, awesome. Well, first off, thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I'm honored to be here. And, you know, you, you've already gave me, gave me a pretty good uh, thorough run through of pretty much what I do. I'm 19 years old or 19 years young. Um, I'm doing YouTube automation and I'm in the coaching space and that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, sweet, man. Well, the, the first question I'll, I always like to ask, of course, is, um, well, first off, why don't you explain a little bit more about YouTube automation and also love to hear of how you got started in YouTube um, as a whole, because you've been doing it for a couple of years now, uh, which means you were probably like 16 or 17 when you started, <laughs> uh, which is crazy. But uh, how did you stumble across the opportunity? And if you had to dumb it down for people, uh, what would that sound like as an explanation? <clears throat> yeah. So like, just to give you a little bit of context of how I actually got into YouTube automation and like the business world in general, before I even got into YouTube automation, I was doing what everyone was doing. <laughs> Shopify dropshipping. Okay. I was trying to, you know, become a million overnight just by selling a few <laughs> products from China here and there. And guess what? I did half a million dollars in revenue. It was great, but I was just so focused on my top line and not focused on the actual profit, right? With, you know, Shopify dropshipping, my profit margins were literally 5%, if even that. And my ad accounts were being banned all day, every day. And my customers hated my guts. Like I would check my email address and I'm, I would just see like capital letters with exclamation point all around. And I was like, dude, this is not a sustainable business model. And I finally decided to transition away from it. And I was researching about a lot of different uh, you know, business models. One being Amazon FBA, affiliate marketing, network marketing, real estate, all these different things. And I stumbled upon YouTube automation. And at the time I was, I was making some of the content myself on YouTube as, as like a little gig. I didn't really see it as a business because, you know, making money on YouTube and actually being a content creator was just so far out of reach. It's like these big creators with amazing personalities being in front of camera. And I wasn't that type of guy. Right. I was pretty shy. I can't really speak in front of a camera. And I was like, man, <laughs> this, this dream is not for me. But when I heard of YouTube automation, where you don't have to stand in front of a camera, you don't have to record videos, you don't have to edit videos, and you get all the upside of YouTube, I'm like, that's a no-brainer, man. And so I started getting into the world of YouTube automation, started doing all the research about gurus here and there. And at the time I was working nine to five. And so I literally took all the money that I had 
and I bought all the YouTube automation courses out there. Every single one that you could think of, you name it, I have it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I know like, no matter how much I try or how much um, knowledge that I have, it doesn't compete with all the experts in the field already. And so if I can you know, invest into all these different courses, even though some are really shitty, there's still some golden nuggets in there. And if I can integrate all those into my brain and essentially uh, implement that with my own personal experience, man, man, do I have a system and a beast? And that's exactly what happened, right? Initially, in the beginning, it was, it, it was quite difficult because I was doing everything myself. Script writing, editing, um, not the voiceover, but I hired someone to do that in the beginning because my voice is absolute trash. <laughs> but, um, um, but I was, I was literally in high school. Um, during that time, I was in the process of like, you know, testing for college, um, trying to get into my dream schools, SATs, and th th that's what we have in the U.S. And, you know, it was a very, very busy time. Meanwhile, I was working on this business from literally five to nine after school. <laughs> and at the time, I didn't really, I didn't really like, you know, think that business was going was gonna to be a full-time thing for me, but I still focused on it because I just loved it. I loved the process of building something of substance from nothing. Yeah. And so the more I delved into it, I realized, wait a minute, I can make money here. And so I started making like passive income every single day, even though it was $5, $10, $20 here and there. I was like, wait a minute, I'm onto something. <laughs> That's lunch money. <laughs> and so- Literally as a high school student. Exactly. I, 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 was, I, was, I was out of this world. I was so excited. And I realized, wait a minute, I'm terrible at script writing. I'm terrible at editing. What if I outsource it to other people who can do everything for me? So that's exactly what I did. I researched different platforms, Fiverr, Upwork, onjobs.ph, found these people from countries abroad like Philippines, Pakistan, India, do some really, really amazing work for a really cheap price. And I started having them do the content for me. And so what I realized was I saved so much of my time, yet I was able to create better content. And that's when my business really took off. That's when my business really took off. When I started automating the whole entire process, right? YouTube automation. <laughs> so one channel and I use all the profits to, to essentially funnel to my second channel and third channel and fourth channel and so on and so forth. And now we just have multiple six figure business year on. It's, it's, and, and it's growing like exponentially month after month. Yeah, you'll be doing you'll be doing seven figures pretty quick here, which is phenomenal. <laughs> considering I know you you know we'll dive we'll dive into YouTube automation a little bit more down the road, but for everyone to know, like YouTube automation, your margins are like ninety percent, and if you outsource to a team, you are literally doing little to no work in order to get this running. I love your mindset, man. Like you're such one, you're such a happy camper. You're just so like <laughs> giggly and smiley, which is it, it's infectious to say the least. But two. I love your mindset. A couple of things that really stood out to me was you invested into as many courses as you could, and you understood that you may not see value in the entire thing, but if you can choose one or two things that you can pull out from the course, that gets you the value that you paid for that course. We're the same way. And we're also yeah. big fans of hiring mentors and courses similar to you so that we can fast track growth. Exactly how you said it. Learn from the experts that have already done all of these errors, learn their process, and then essentially make it better. 
take every single little exactly. puck, uh, little golden nugget from each one and put it in together. We took a very, very similar approach when it came to us selling on Amazon and then now coaching in the Amazon space. The other thing that I really liked that you had said was you started to realize that you're making five, 10, $20 a day. A lot of people wouldn't be motivated in that, but you saw past those small figures and you looked at the long-term vision in that. There's this book called The Slight Edge, and it's all about getting 1% better every single day. And if you can get 1% better every single day, if you can grow your profit by $1 every single day over time through compound interest, through the compound effect of anything, realistically, you will eventually get there. Business, and I also liked how you said that you're trying to get rich real quick, just like everyone else was through dropshipping, but you quickly realized that it wasn't a viable option. But you saw that this could be a potential option for you down the road. And now look at you. You're absolutely crushing it, man. You're super inspiring. So I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, I'd love to dive in a little bit more of, uh, you know, let's say the cost of a video, for example, just to put things into perspective. If you were to outsource every single component, what would be all in like uh, an initial initial video? Or if you were to hire, yeah, let's, let's do uh, the cost of an initial video for one. And then what is on average, like how much video should you be producing a week if you would want like a self-fulfilling business? Yeah, great question. <clears throat> so um, just determine the audience that you guys have on, out there. You guys probably have a younger audience who might yeah. not initially have as much money, but have a lot more time. And so if you have more time than money, I always suggest you get familiar with the business, do the script right and do the voiceover, do the editing. So you understand the ins and outs yourself before you even go and hire. Because if you don't understand your business and you try to hire, it's going to fall apart, right? And so that's what I do was I understand everything from start to finish. And that's why the hiring process was so easy for me because I, whenever my script writer or voiceover artist or editor is not doing something correct, I can go in and make adjustments and craft a perfect video from there on forward. Um, now, with that being said, if you have no time and you have more money, you can go ahead and start hiring right off the bat. And it's not like it's all that expensive. Hiring a team from abroad for me is $25. Industry rate standard for all my competitors is 70 to 100, right? So I'm doing something very, very different to get my price points to $25 per video. And of course, there's a lot of, you know, places where we can hire psychological like leverages that we can do to get those price points. But $25 a video, if you post two videos a week, you're looking at $200 a month. Right, $20 a month, and then you're looking to get monetized in the first two to three months. So around $400 to $600 in upfront costs before you get monetized. That is not much to actually start a business. <laughs> no, it's not. That is not. <laughs> Most brick and mortar businesses take hundreds of thousands of dollars to actually get started. So $600 you know, to $600 in initial cost is most people have that. Yeah. What I love about it as well is like, you know, you know, learning a little bit more about YouTube automation, of course, is, you know, once that video is live, it's, it's an asset on YouTube. Now it can get views three years down the road if it really wanted to. Right. So like, once you put it on, you can always be making money on it. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to talk, talk about the mindset in regards to that. Cause I know some people might not see the results from a video, but I've also seen, like I watch videos where videos just take off like three months down the road, for example. Does that happen often? Or um, are you specifically trying to find videos that take off right away? Oh yeah, great question. Um, so in terms of virality on YouTube, that, that's the one thing that everyone wants to get to, right? Because yeah, you can create <laughs> videos every single day, but that doesn't mean anything if no one is watching it. 
And so the question comes, how, how can we cater to the algorithm that way our videos goes viral? And I don't want to go into technical things because I don't want to bore you guys, but there's a very mathematical process that's involved in actually going viral on YouTube. A lot of people think it's a game of luck. No, it's not. I've done this time and time again without fail because I understand the backing of YouTube and how it actually works. And in terms of virality, literally your videos can go viral anytime. If you have the, the foundation set up correctly, your videos can go viral in the first few days or it can go viral in literally like when you're down the line, you never know what can happen. Like the algorithm sometimes is just that random. But if you hit certain key metrics on YouTube, which is click-through rate and viewer retention, you hit current, uh, certain metrics, then your videos down the line will definitely get picked up. Damn, I love it. I love that a lot. <clears throat> you talked about a few platforms. I'm familiar with all of them. Fiverr, online jobs, online or online jobs in Upwork, of course. Is there one that works best? Um, do you have these people on like a full-time basis, for example, because you're always pumping through videos? Um, and, you know, let's say somebody wants to get started, is there opportunity to hire them on like a contract basis when it, or like a one to two video a week basis or something like that? Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I don't have any of these guys on payroll. I only have them um, as contractors because it just makes it that much easier. Yep. Um, and I mostly use Upwork. Um, but any, any platform that connects freelancers to employees that works, um, like the, the websites that we, that we mentioned, but Upwork is just a platform that is so simple where you can essentially hire, contact, um, and also pay freelancers. Hey. So it's an all-in-one platform. Yeah, totally. No, yeah, we've used we've used um, Upwork quite a few times. I used to do a lot of Kindle Kindle publishing, uh, just trying to figure out which models were best. And and we used Upwork to do exactly that for the copywriting aspect of things, graphics. And you you're able to hire people on a project basis. You upload funds into escrow, pay them out right. um, based off of milestones. So yeah, I see it as a very strategic move for sure. I'm curious, man, like, you know, you, uh, you kind of differentiated, uh, YouTube, um, uh, YouTube content creators versus automation as two different things. One being content creators, you need to be good to be in front of a camera, right. And you can kind of monetize that way when it comes to YouTube automation, like how do you come up with ideas as we're a content creator, let's say a vlogger, for example, they're just doing day in the lives, you know, trying to show what they're doing on a daily basis, or if they're specifically within a niche, they're making videos relevant to that niche. What kind of things do you follow in terms of, uh, in terms of making videos in the first place? Like how do you come up with ideas essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Such a great question. Oh my goodness. Cause that's one of the most difficult parts of this business yeah. is just the only thing that we have to do is come up with video ideas and upload <laughs> as business owners, <laughs> right? And, and so it, there comes to a point where humans can only be so creative. And so most people think you run out of video ideas um, at a certain time. With YouTube automation, I'm telling you, you can never run out of video ideas. And why is that? It's because the process at which I find video ideas is so simple and so intuitive. So instead of coming up with my own ideas and reinventing the wheel, I just take inspiration from what's working. So we're not copying video ideas, but we're essentially taking inspiration and making those video ideas better and adding on top of it. Because there's already a market fit for the idea. There's already people who liked that video and clicked on it. And so if there's already a market fit for that, why not do something similar, something better and put it out in the market and see how it reacts to it? Yeah, I, nice. I, I love that. I, I think Eric and I are laughing for the same reason because we 
<laughs> we're like looking at each other like this is exactly what we do on amazon man it's literally exactly the same People we it. are selling everyday products where people are already crushing it on amazon we're figuring out a way to make it better um and we're essentially mm -hmm. sourcing it and making it better selling it on amazon we already know that it's doing good using softwares pulling pulling uh. data and making data-driven decisions so we're doing exactly the same thing um, just with physical products as opposed to monetizable videos my question to you now is how do you make it better and how do you know if it's going to be better? Like what's our process in terms of doing that? Put this into perspective. Yeah. Like with us, we look at negative reviews. We look at customer concerns because uh -huh. that way we're solving customer problems. And again, we're using data in order to drive what that decision is, making a safe assumption that if we do come to market with this option, it will be better and we'll be able to stand out because it is a search engine just like YouTube is. Whenever you search up a specific term, there are going to be a ton of different results on the search engine results page. It's just a matter of make, getting that first click. So what's your process in terms of doing that? Yeah, great question. Um, and so your question is, why, why do my videos and why do my channel stand out compared to the rest, right? Yeah, or, or even like, got you know, it, when you're, it. in terms of like, a, even, even more of at a specific video level, like let's say I found X video, it's crushing it through a, through a competitor or a different channel. How do you know how to make it better? Like, is there a process in terms of doing that? Yeah, great question. Um, so in terms of, YouTube automation specifically, the, the other channels that I take inspiration from, I know my channels are going to, or my videos are going to be so much better because of two things. One thing, I have the foundation of my channel set up correctly. So in terms of SEO, metadata, keywords, all the backend stuff that you've been talking about, about Amazon, we have that on YouTube as well. Most people on YouTube don't have that set up correctly and they can still go viral. You can only imagine if you have that set up correctly, how much more viral you can actually become. And so that's, that's literally the, 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 the toast on my, that's literally the butter on my toast. Okay. Just the metadata backend process uh, that ha has helped my channels go viral time and time again. Next thing is I've just hired such amazing people to create content for me. Okay. My hiring process is so amazing to the point where I don't even have to worry about my competition because I know they're all doo-doo. Everyone is coming to this business to make money overnight. Everyone is creating meditation videos, motivational videos. I'm not doing that. I'm creating very high production cinematic videos that give people value and entertainment. And if I can deliver on these two fronts, I don't even care about competition. Come, come, because <laughs> my videos are just that much better. I fucking love it, man. I love, I love talking to you. <laughs> you're, so, you're so energetic, man. I love that. You know, you're a beast in the industry. You're a mogul at the end of the day, and you're confident in terms of doing that. And, and again, it's infectious to see. I love, I love to hear those things. He's um, so damn good at what you do that competition doesn't matter. Yeah. It's really what it comes down to. Exactly. That's like, again, it's, it's such a core principle in life at the end of the day or in building a business. If you're scared of competition, then you're doing things the wrong way, right? Don't be scared yeah. of competition. It's like always find a way to be unique, always find a way to be different um, and just be the best damn person you can be out there. There's no better principle than, than that at the end of the day. So um, I, I love that. And that's going to take you a really long way. I, I mean, I got to ask one question here though, like entrepreneurship as a whole, like what made you who you are today? Like you're 19, why entrepreneurship? Um, yeah, just like what, what got you the blood that you got right now? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, we're just going to share this because um, like, okay, so just to give you guys a little context for those people who are watching, um, 
me, me, me and the Zab Twins are in this program uh, for, for, for Armin. And he's essentially our coach to help us build our coaching business. And I think in the coming weeks, we're going to do a podcast as well. or like a live interview about like how I got to where I am and what my story is. But I might as well just say it here. But the title of that, of that live session is going to be sleeping from a couch to becoming a six-figure entrepreneur. Okay. And so that, that can give you a little preface of what's going on here. But essentially, uh, I might get a little emotional, but <laughs> well, nah, let's just dive Let deep it into it. Let's Let just, it yeah, let's just dive deep into it. Okay, so um, two years ago, my dad was, you know, uh, he, 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 he came to America with literally nothing. All he came with was a passion and a drive to succeed so that he can provide for the next generation. He literally came with a backpack and a few clothes and that's it. Not, not a single dollar to his name, did not know a single word of English. And he came to his land with just one thing. He wanted to have a brighter future for me and my brother. And so he worked his ass off. He, he worked in a restaurant for a long time, found my mom and, you know, they, they, they started a business together and they made a pretty, you know, we weren't, we weren't rich, we weren't poor, but we were in the middle class in America. And we were able to build a life here. And my dad got into real estate and, you know, he found a lot of success there. And he became essentially a multimillionaire in real estate from all their appreciation in New York City. So he invested in around, you know, 2004, 2005. And, you know, that was some of the peak times to invest. And our properties literally skyrocketed. And so my, my whole entire life, at six, you know, from, from 15 to 16, I was like, I'm set for the rest of my life. Like I have these properties, I have rental income coming in. I'm good to go. Right. Yes. I worked really hard in school, but in, in the back of my head, I always had this preconceived notion of, okay, if anything fails, I always have these properties. When my parents pass away, I'm still going to be a multimillionaire. That was my thought process. And then two years ago, my dad passed away because of cancer. And, you know, it, 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 it was a really tough time because my dad was literally the, the, the you know, the, the breadwinner of the house. He, he literally took care of everything, finances, food, literally he was the one that drove us around. And so to have that provider all of a sudden disappear, it was, it was really detrimental. And so all of a sudden my mom was left with so many properties real estate, millions of dollars of properties. And she had no idea, no financial literacy of how to handle it. And so what happened was six months ago, literally six months ago, right? Do the math. <laughs> like that's hundred, what is it? 180 days ago. Yeah. She got scammed out of all the real estate properties. Every single one of them. We got scammed out of $3 million in real estate. Holy crap. What? We got together $3 million in real estate. And at that moment, I was homeless. Holy shit. Holy shit, man. That is a story. Sorry to hear uh, about your dad as well, man. And this just as a whole. Yeah, man. Um, no, no, like, 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 no need to apologize. Like, I don't like being the victim. Okay. And so at that situation, I felt the pain. I resonated with it. And I, and I let it seep in, but I wasn't going to let it control me and, and the rest of my life. 
I had this preconceived notion of, okay, this is, this is how my life is going to be in the next 10, 20 years. And then having that all vanish, I felt like I had nothing. I really did not have a place to sleep. And I can't place, I can't put a word to it, the type of pain I was feeling. It was, it was indescribable. Not only did I lose literally my whole entire house, the place that I lived in for my whole entire life, but my future as well, right? I was planning how I was going to invest this real estate mm. to, you know, grow and, and, and to, you know, create generational wealth and to have that deplete down to $0. Actually, it's not $0. It's actually, my mom is still in a crazy amount of debt. She's in $500,000 in debt. Okay. And this, this was all happening when I was still in high school. So this was halfway through my senior year of high school. And at that time, I got into my dream schools. So I got into my top business schools, which was UPenn, Wharton, and also NYU Stern. And literally the four years of high school, I've studied so hard to get into these two different schools. And it, and it was a pitiful point in my life. It was, do I, what, what do I do? Do I not go to college, just work, and then try to pay my mom's debt off? Or... Do I go to college, get myself in more debt and try to pay it off that way? And so at that time, like I made the decision to myself. I said, even if I were to go to UPenn, the best business school in the country and to, 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 to get a you know, nine to five job that's making six figures, it would take me a shitload of time to actually pay off that debt. Meanwhile, my own debt as well, that's, that's compounding year over year. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want the rest of my life to be like this. Like, I, 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 I am not going to allow this, this one situation that was completely out of my control to consume me. And so what I told myself was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make something happen. I don't know what it is. I remember praying to God. I was like, God, I don't know where you're taking me, but what is happening to me right now is not a setback. It's a setup for something greater. Bro. And so, and so I made a vision board. I made a vision board. I, I, I remember writing about what I wanted to do, how much money I wanted to make. At that time, my, my YouTube was going, I wouldn't say it was going like as well as it is right, right now, but it was still bringing in money. And so I was like, okay, how can I use what I have right now to make more? And so I started thinking of, okay, this month, I'm going to be making this much. This month, I'm going to be making this much. This month, I'm going to be making this much. And next month, I'm, I'm going to make that much. The first month was 10K in consulting. Second month was 20. Third month was 50. Fourth month was 100. I'm telling you, at that time, I had no idea how I was going to hit these things. I, I remember looking at the board and I laughed to myself. <laughs> I was like, Paul, like, there's, there, there's no way. There's no way. And throughout this journey, like every single month, I wasn't paying attention to the money. I wasn't paying attention to how much money was coming from YouTube or my consulting. But month after month, four months since what happened since then, you've been able to hit every single goal, 10,000, 20,000, 55,000, 105,000. We crushed every single month. And it wasn't because I'm special or anything. It's not because I'm smart. It's not because, you know, I, I'm different than anybody else. I'm literally a 19-year-old kid 
that has no experience in the world. It's because I have a very, very strong why. I have a, such a strong why. And I don't know what that is for you guys listening right here, right now, but I don't want to ever feel that pain ever again. I don't want to feel the insecurity, that instability in my life. And I want to hold a grasp of my life and just that pen that's writing my story. I want, I want to take full control of that. And I want to start writing my own story. Damn, bro. Man. I'm emotional after that, man. Like you are, you're an inspiration, bro. You're like, wise. I, I knew you were a hustler. I knew you're doing big things. I knew you had vision and a plan and you wanted to, you know, change the world and everything like that. But I didn't know this story. And that's just like, that impacts me. That inspires me, bro. Like, holy crap. I, I thought we were wise at 19, but holy crap, <laughs> are you ever wise for being 19? And you know, <laughs> I, I love, I loved everything you said, to be honest, I had goosebumps throughout the entire thing. I still have goosebumps right now. And, it, and it's super, super inspirational for you to not be the victim. I love how you said that to not be the victim and to take control of your life. And you know, at the end of the day, if there's a will, there's a way and you, you planned it, um, you executed on it and you did whatever it took. And now, you know, before this podcast, I asked you, why are you doing coaching when you're crushing it on YouTube? And, and now I understand why. There's so much more and it's because there's a huge why that's impacting you. And I think that's so important to have something that you can move towards. Like our, our goal is to retire our parents early and that should be next year. We can confidently say that it should be next year, which we thought transparently was going to be in like five, 10 years from now, which is crazy to think. But when you're an entrepreneur, you are in control of your life and you can do so much more yeah, than right. you, than you, than you can. If, uh, when, when working a nine to five, um, we're going to school and, that's what this podcast is about transparently. We're trying to reshape education. I think you're on the same route with this. You're trying to reshape the fact that you don't need to go to school, go crazy amounts in debt in order to get an education just to work a nine to five for you to slowly pick out that debt over a 10 year period. And then maybe, maybe be able to support an additional generation. It's very unlikely yeah. considering you're paying a crap load of taxes if you're making good money. I'm working any kind of corporate role or a nine to five job at the end of the day. So I think you took the right path and you being 19 and being able to produce this really puts into perspective that you don't need to go to school. You don't need to work a nine to five. There's so much things that you can do out there that can just pull in a crap load of money and to achieve the reason you're doing everything at the end of the day. So super inspired, man. And yeah, exactly. And, and I was just going to say, sorry, Armin, for taking the story before you. <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> good oh <all> good <laughs> but um yeah that, that, that that's what it's all about like ha having a having a really really strong why and if you have a strong why like other people are naturally going to see it like a lot of people in my industry they're all about the money they're all about this and that oh my goodness like just trying to rip people off and when people talk to me they see the authenticity they yeah. see the reason why i'm doing this without even me telling them they don't know my background but the way that I interact with them, the way that I conduct things, they realize, wait a minute, this guy is so much more than money. He has a purpose of greater impact, reshaping education, helping people achieve financial freedom. That's at the forefront of my mission. I don't want people to feel the same pain that I felt. I don't want people to feel insecure in their lives because of finances. I want them to be financially free so that they can live the life that they're destined to live. Totally, man. Absolutely. That's... Yeah, I'm just, I'm still in awe. Thanks for sharing. I think that, uh, that that's a message to hear for sure. Mm -hmm. You're going to be on like Forbes 30 under 30 and you're going to share the message. And be <laughs> that's, like, the oh, that's the goal. That's <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, man. Thanks for Yeah, that's the goal. I love it, man. No, this is this has been awesome. Um, you know, one thing I always like to do, obviously, is is pump your tires. And you know, you're in consulting. You you do great at what you do, obviously. Um, now, for people who are interested in YouTube automation, I'd love for you, Paul, to maybe pull up some of your results that you've gotten, um, so people can see and understand the opportunity with it. Because I think it's going to be very foreign to a lot of people. Um, it's definitely getting um, more and more known, but um, I think this is just a good opportunity for you to to show what people can actually make from it if you're open to doing that yeah of course of course <laughs> so um so right now just give you guys a little bit of context i have several different channels and i'll just go ahead and show you guys one of my channels that's been recently really blowing up um so let me just go ahead and share my screen so you guys can you know take a look at what's going on here um okay cool so don't have to worry about the different metrics. This is the back end of YouTube. It's just different analytics that we're looking at. And all I want you to see is the subscribers here, around 760,000. And the last 28 days, we made around $200,000. Yep. <laughs> so insane. <laughs> yeah, just and insane. this is this is last 28 days. And like like this is literally passive income coming in day in and day out, which is incredible because we're only spending $25 on video creation and it's turning out five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars per day. Um, and, and, and it's, it's insane to think that a lot of people have the mental roadblock. I myself had this as well, that $10,000 a month is just absolutely nuts. Right. And then when you overcome that roadblock and you realize, wait a minute, you can have $10,000 days or $13,000 days. It really changes your perspective on what is possible, right? If you overcome that mental roadblock yourself, your business would, would just become exponential. Remember what I told you guys about that, that vision board that I had? Mm -hmm. I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I told myself, you're going to make this much in a few months. I overcame that roadblock and, and look what happened with my business. It mm. absolutely skyrocketed. Yeah. And this only started, this one only started in July. Now, the, the good thing, obviously, about this is that once you have a system and know the system, you can just go and create as many channels at basically zero risk. Yeah. I think it's, um, exactly. I think what you're saying, I'd love to chat and kind of mastermind on this right now, but, uh, you know, $10,000 a month and then $10,000 a day. I think it's all about creating new belief systems for yourself, right? And I think, the first thing that you need to do is, is to dream big in order to do that. But we're the same way, man. Like um, in our Amazon business, actually put into perspective, when we were working corporate, you know, making $10,000 a month, for example, getting taxed up the ass, of course, but making $10,000 <laughs> a month, you know, at first we entered it and we're like 70K salary. We're like, holy crap, that's a lot of freaking money. You know what I mean? 70K yeah. salary, then started making commissions, making over hundred grand at 19, 20 years old. Um, and then like, it just created new belief systems for itself. But when we tapped into the entrepreneurship world, starting to make 300, 250, close to $300,000 every single month, you're like, wow, that's a new floor to yourself. You're creating new yeah. ceilings every single month. And if you just have that mindset and you can look past those mental barriers and create new belief systems for yourself, literally the world of entrepreneurship, and this is why we want to reshape education, reshape the traditional route to take business as your main threshold of income is because it is truly uncapped. There's so many different ways to make money. And once you get so damn good at something, there's so many 
additional ways that you can capitalize that to monetize it. So there's just so much more that you can do. And all I can say in, yeah. in confidence is if you are a big dreamer and if you want to achieve those dreams, and, and one thing I want to mention is there's no overnight successes. You're going to fail. You're going to spend money. Things will eventually work over time. You just need to be resilient. You need to be consistent with it. But if you're a big dreamer and you want to achieve those dreams sooner than later, don't go and work a nine to five for the rest of your life. <laughs> that's all. That's all. And like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Well, 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 the thing is like, I actually suggest you go to a nine to five and experience what it's like to be there. Yeah. I like one of the main reasons why one of my other whys is I don't want to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. I was working at a real estate law firm and guess what I was doing the whole entire time? Pushing paper. Shredding paper. Shredding paper. Shredding paper. Shredding paper. Hey, Paul, can you help me go grab coffee? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go down the street. That's what I was doing. And I realized every single time I walked back, I'm in New York City, a lot of people coming out at 5, at 5 p.m. I just looked at the faces of everyone around me. Gloomy. I was like, what is going on here? Why is everyone so depressed? And I realized I don't want to walk these streets for the rest of my life. Yep. I don't want to be shredding paper. Like, this is not what I'm destined here for. God put me on this earth for a much greater purpose, not to just shred paper. <laughs> 100%. No, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I agree. There's like, you know, the nine to five experience for us, uh, all said and done, we were able to accumulate capital <laughs> to start our businesses and put into perspective that even though you make well, you know, you know high, a high salary, good commission, and not being happy still, it really put into perspective that this wasn't the route that we were destined for at the end of the day. So, um, by all means, working a nine to five, it's only way to acquire capital by all means. But at the end of the day, as long as you have that, that long-term vision that if you do want to make good money, if you want to make a larger impact, even more so, the only way that you're going to be able to do that realistically is through creating your own business um, and having passive income sources that come from that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and a lot of people um, are, who are in the nine to five are just really comfortable, right? They're, they're, they're making six figures commission income, whatever. They're very, very comfortable. And I'm telling you that, 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 that feeling that you have right now is not going to, is not going to, it's not going to feel long. Okay. It's, it's, it's not going to sustain long because if you stay complacent, in your nine to five and you don't take that risk to start a business, you're going to start regretting it. Right. A lot of people say starting a business is really risky. Yeah. One of the biggest risks you can take is not starting a business and actually building something of substance. Yeah. Right. 100%, man. Again, holy crap, you're wise beyond your years, man. 19 years old, I wouldn't, I mean, the only thing that would make you like 19 is your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, like even myself, like we're, we're 23 and we still get called young. I take it as a compliment, to be honest. Just looking back, yeah. getting called young and seeing how much you accomplish, you should be proud of yourself is what I'm trying to get at at the end of the day, man. Um, totally. We usually cap things thank off. You, thank you. Yeah, we usually cap things off to like, hey, give some advice to younger entrepreneurs. But to be honest, I think everything that you said was advice to young entrepreneurs. Um, so I don't want to steal any more of your, any more of your time, but I do want to pump, I want to pump your tires in terms of how people can reach you. How can they, how can they find you? How can they follow the journey? How can they understand a little bit about YouTube automation, pimp yourself out, give your social channels, how they can get in contact <laughs> with you and things along those lines. Yeah, for sure. So if any of you who are listening right now have resonated with my story or, you know, kind of like the business model of YouTube automation, you know, <clears throat> find me at Paul Hilsey um, on Instagram and also on Facebook as well. I'll be more than happy to chat with you, 
see what's going on and to hear out your story and to connect on that level. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see where that takes us. All right. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah, good. Man. And if anyone, if anyone wants to, if you guys want to reach out to us and, and, and get us to intro you to Paul, also very open to doing that. Um, I'm sure us and Paul are going to have some form of collaboration in the future. I think we just have very like minds. Um, we're young, we're crushing it. So um, stay tuned for that. And I know that you guys are probably going to want to watch uh, the interview that you have with Armin Shafi as well. So we'll go ahead. And once that's populated, we'll make sure that we include that into the bio of this podcast as well. But for now, guys, thanks for watching and listening to another podcast on The Young Startup. Take care.